Welcome to the Slay and Thrive podcast, where we make crushing your goals feel like self-care. This is the show that helps high-energy women trapped in self-destructive patterns cultivate an unapologetic, loving body transformation through spiritual and personal development. On this podcast, you'll learn about dynamic eating psychology principles, mindset, shadow integration, and manifestation. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy guide, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. I am so delighted to be on this journey with you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. We are just going to dive in right away today because today's concept is so important. We are talking all about self-love today and more importantly, how to activate a deeper, more unconditional self-love. That unconditional part is key here, as we're going to dive into shortly. I had a powerful conversation with my good friend Caleb about a month ago, and he said something that sparked the desire to record this episode way back then. He said something about how at the root of every problem is a lack of unconditional self-love. That has stuck with me ever since. And then I also had a wonderful woman in my Facebook group mention that she wanted to work on her self-love game. And I am all about creating the content that my listeners, my community needs. And I had this podcast episode on the in the parking lot anyways. So here we are. I wanted to talk a little bit about conditional self-love versus unconditional self-love. I think it's easy to love ourselves when we're hitting our goals and doing everything right, according to our standards. However, can we still love ourselves when we're not showing up in the ways we want to be? When we are procrastinating, self-sabotaging, failing, taking actions that aren't in alignment with who we are and where we're going. And if we can't still love ourselves through those moments, we're going to stay stuck in those cycles for longer. Because now we've done this thing that we're not proud of, and we've also stopped showing ourselves love as well. And when self-love isn't present, there's usually going to be some self-loathing, self-abandonment, shame that takes its place. When we can instead love ourselves through these moments, when we are not our ideal self, we can shift things much more quickly. We're also going to thrive along the way because not going into these unhelpful states like shaming and blaming is going to allow us to enjoy the journey that much more. All right, so today I wanted to share my unconventional two-part framework for activating unconditional self-love. 
And I wanted to first talk about where this came from and how I came up with this. I actually only came up with one part of the framework. Second part, I have pulled from some of my inner coach teachings and I'll give credit where credit is due. But this actually came to me after I did an advanced root cause healing session with my mentor, Patrick. And this is a type of energy work I am so grateful to be practiced in because what it does is it will go back to find the root cause of a certain behavior or unhelpful thought pattern in your present life. Because most of the time when we have these quote-unquote bad habits or repeated patterns or cycles, they started for us at a very young age. And when you can do the healing for that part of you that is a younger part of you, that's when you can have an immense amount of transformation. And I did this root cause healing with Patrick around my biggest challenge to date, my binge eating. And that was late April. And from late April to about late July, early July, I had the most profound inner peace, consistency, all the good things. And I think a big part of that was this aha moment I had either during the session or after. And we were doing this root cause healing around my six-year-old self. And that was a self that experienced a lot of pain, a lot of challenges. And then I also know I also have these other selves. We all do. You have your childhood selves. You might also, like me, have a teenager self that also experienced a lot of pain, maybe some isolation in high school or bullying or whatever it might have been. And then you might also have a young adult self who, like me, had to go through multiple dark nights of the soul for you to get where you are now. And I was thinking about these three selves for myself, my six-year-old self, my teenager self, and my young adult self, probably around the age of 20, 21. And what I thought during this meditation was, I'm doing this for all of us. I'm moving towards my health goals for all of us. I am pursuing a life of more impact and a life where I'm helping others change their lives as well for all of us. And that was the thought that came to me that really creates the foundation of this framework. And I want you to think about this for you. I want you to think about the younger selves that you hold inside of you. So these selves all had their own wounds, their own challenges, and also their own strengths that they gained from going through those hard times in their life. And maybe you had a pretty good childhood. That can happen. And at the same time, I don't think there's anyone that gets out of childhood fully unscathed. Everyone has human parents who are usually doing the best they can, but they're still human. And that's not even including the things that can happen at school, outside of the home, all of those places. 
So if you can right now, I want you to think about a few of the younger versions of you. You can probably think back to a few of the challenging ages in your life. Maybe for you, it was age five, age 11, and age 22, for example. And I want you to reflect on those younger selves. A few of them were children. They were fully innocent and they didn't have it easy. They had to go through some seriously challenging things and they had to do it without the tools that we learn about as adults. Things like journaling, meditation. If we've gone to therapy, we know about cognitive behavioral therapy now, but we didn't know about any of that as children. So these younger parts suffered so you could be here today. And you might still be struggling with certain things, as we all do, but you're still here with this amazing capacity to keep moving forwards and healing. They held so much of this for you. So the first part of this framework is to just connect with these younger parts and almost have like a dialogue with them. And this can be a journal practice, it can be mentally, whatever works better for you. So you can acknowledge what they went through. You can also apologize to them for what they had to endure and reassure them that it wasn't their fault. You know they were doing the best they could. And you can also thank them for enduring what they did so you can still be here today. And you want to repeat this for all the ages you thought about. Think about how you grew through those times. Thank them for getting through whatever they went through and do everything you can to honor those challenges that they had. Once you've done this, you can move on to the next part of the framework. And it can help to put your hand on your heart and think about the goals and the vision you have for your life. Maybe you're working on a health goal, a relationship goal, a career goal, and whatever it is, think to yourself, I'm doing this for all of us. You're not only doing this for your current self, but you're doing it for all of those other selves that came before you that had to overcome so much just so you could be here working on this goal. And then you can come back to this statement regularly. You can think about it while you're doing an activity related to your goal. This is going to create such a potent emotional connection to what it is you're doing. And that can make all the difference and keep us going even when we're not motivated or we're fatigued or we're experiencing doubt. You can also think this to yourself while you clean or drive or work out. You can set reminders on your phone. And there's a few reasons why this is so powerful. The first, it's often not our adult conscious selves that feel resistance to a particular goal. Your main current personality wants to lose the weight or they want to get out of debt and have financial freedom. 
it's often our younger selves that feel the resistance. Many of these unhelpful patterns we have that block those goals in our current life started in childhood. It's these younger selves that get triggered into existence when we do things like procrastinate or overdrink or overeat when we know it's not in our best interest. So if we can remember that it's not our main personality all the time that is creating this resistance and we connect the pattern to these younger selves, it actually can become easier to love ourselves unconditionally because we understand there's a good reason we're still doing what we're doing. Think about this. You are going to have way more empathy and understanding for a five-year-old child who went out to play and didn't do their homework than you are for an adult coworker who didn't do their part of a project because they went out to get hammered last night. We naturally have more of an unconditional love and an understanding and gentleness and compassion for children. And we still carry these children inside of us. And when we create this understanding and this unconditional love, we can again shift things more quickly. The other benefit of this is getting these younger energies on the same side as you. As it stands right now, they might have reasons they don't want you to achieve a particular goal. I know we talk about this all the time, secondary intentions, but when you use this framework and continually remind yourself, which also reminds your younger selves that you're doing this for all of you, not just your main personality, but these younger selves as well, they feel included. They feel like you care about their well-being and that you want what's best for them. By doing this practice, you are going to clear so much resistance and stuck energy around this area. So that is the first part of the framework. And this is something that I really came up with partially myself and partially just from learning about inner child healing and work that we've done in the inner coach program. So again, you want to think about a few of your younger selves that struggled. Thank them for enduring what they did. Apologize to them for it. Let them know it wasn't their fault. Love on them and apologize to them for what they had to go through. And tell them that you want what's best for them. And again, you can journal or you can do this mentally. But honestly, this is such a powerful journal exercise. And then once you have those two to three younger selves, keep them in mind and remind them of your goals and remind them, I'm doing this for all of us. And then if you want to take this a step further, you can also activate a love team. This part I can't take credit for, but I have definitely made it my own, as you'll (laughs) hear about shortly. But this concept of a love team came from a session that we did in Inner Coach with Patrick and Harry Pickens. I've talked about both of them on here, and they just have so many great resources. So this idea of a love team. When it's hard to love ourselves unconditionally or give ourselves everything we need, we can actually call on the love and support of others who really love us unconditionally. 
not like actually call them on the phone, but call on them energetically. And for me, I am so lucky. I have an amazing family, some great best friends, and the best fiance in the world. So those people are on my love team. So now I will often do this little mini meditation where I imagine my love team is with my adult self and they are all surrounding and supporting my younger selves. To make this even more Kayla-esque, this is how I'm making it my own, get ready. I have all of these people on my love team, in my imagination of course, dressed up in these super cute pink superhero costumes. And we're up in this pink cloud. That's like my love headquarters. There aren't any unicorns yet, believe it or not. But I think I might have to add that in. I'm going to give each of my younger selves their own unicorn. (laughs) All right, so that is Kayla style. Also, I know my best friends and my fiance sometimes listen to this. And now they know that I imagine them in pink tights and superhero capes. (laughs) I hope they're okay with that. Um... So that's my style, but you can keep this more basic and realistic. The goal here is just to think about those people who love you deeply and unconditionally and energetically draw on their support, especially as you are loving on these younger selves. So you can imagine these people on your love team supporting these younger yous, encouraging them. And it's just nice to feel how loved and supported that you are by not only yourself, but by these others on a regular basis. All right, there it is. My unconventional framework for activating unconditional self-love. And that is going to help you slay and thrive. Your Thrive Challenge this week is to try it out for yourself and see how it changes your everyday experience and your experience with those tricky goals you have. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode, what you found in the practice if you tried this out. And until next time, I am wishing you a love-filled, thriving week ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show. If you want to connect with a community of other amazing women who are conquering their goals, taking massive action, and loving themselves through the process, I invite you to join my Facebook community, Slay and Thrive 365. You'll get weekly challenges, motivation, support, and accountability as you move towards your goals. Hope to see you there very soon.